to yet again another A Success podcast episode. Well, first off, I have some exciting news. We finally settled on a podcast title called AAS Anecdotes. And for the night will be hosted by me, Mackenzie Tran, um, Nathan Lay, and Liam Lin. And we'll be talking with our three wonderful guests who participated in this year's 2022 YouthCon event, Amanda Kosoff, Colby Pham, and Nathan Nguyen. So you can introduce yourselves now. Sure. Hi, guys. My name is Amanda Kosoff. I'm a junior at Winston Churchill High School, and I was an applicant or a participant in the YouthCon scholarship program for 2022. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I'm Nathan Nguyen. I'm a junior at Thomas Edison High School. I've been at ASSS for four years, and I'm currently the lead for YouthCon. Uh, I'm Colby. I'm a junior at James Madison High School. I've been at ASSS for three years, I believe. I'm the other co-lead for the YouthCon scholarship for this year. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I've been keeping up with the YouthCon event, and I could tell that there were a lot of great applicants. I was really interested and like impressed by all the ambition and passion that um, the students had. And Amanda, could you start off by telling us a little bit more in detail about what your project was? Yeah, sure. So I'm very excited about my project. I'd love to talk about it. So essentially what my project is, is when I was asked the question, what would you do with $200? I started thinking about, I mean, I'm I'm like a big, I really like to promote education in places that it might be like not as accessible. Um, I do that through like different volunteering opportunities and different things because I think education is so important. It's like the key to, key to success. So um, what my project was or is, is essentially making simple computers. They're computers, but they're really like video loopers. And um, they consist of different materials, which I can talk about. But um, basically, my project would be gathering these materials to make the computer and then also filming different videos. I have a lot already pre-made, but filming different educational videos in hard sciences like biology, chemistry and physics. And then also with different videos that will be more on the artistic side, like dance, um, voice, different um, like movement things that I think I really like having the connection there. Um, and a lot of kids are really interested in like doing math when there's some like dance involved, I've found. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to combine STEM and art through this project and um, create these video loopers. And the great thing about the video loopers is that they require no internet access at all. Um, you literally just assemble the parts and then it starts looping the video and it consists of a bunch of different materials like a Raspberry Pi, which is like basically the, the like the computer and then like USB cords, a monitor, um, a USB drive, which is where I'll upload the video and you have to do some code and like do it beforehand so that when they plug it in, it'll just start looping the video. So there's a lot of back end work that has to be done on my end, but then the kids are able to just assemble it and it'll work great no matter where you are. Um, and it can 
play for like a really long time. So yeah, that's, that's essentially what it is. And I'd love to answer any more questions you have. I'm super excited about it. Wow. That's, that's amazing. You said, I like how you're so passionate about what you're doing too, like combining education and using technology while at it. Is your passion also education and technology? And is that how you combine both of those ideas? Yeah, I, I'm definitely really into tech as well. I, I really love STEM science and also I'm, I'm trying to get into more engineering, but you know, my, my project's sort of revolving around engineering, but um, yeah, I think using tech to sort of like amplify education and make it more accessible is something that I'm really passionate about. I think tech was, is just like such a huge breakthrough that's like only growing and there's so many like new opportunities and new things that you can really gauge with it. So I am, yes, I'm very passionate about it. Um, have you made a prototype for this or is it still in like a planning process? Yeah. So, um, I know all, I, I know all the, I know like the planning, I know all the materials that I need. And, um, I've actually like seen a video looper in person. Um, there are like a million, million videos online. So once I have the materials, I'm going to be able to know how to actually put it together. And I do have different experience with coding and working with Raspberry Pis. Um, but I've never before like taken these videos that I've recorded and actually uploaded it to the video looper. So that will be something really new and exciting. Um, but I've also, you know, I have friends that are into robotics. I've like been like talking to this like tech YouTuber online about it and he's really excited too. So I have a bunch of different connections that will be able to help me if there's ever like a bump in the road, but um, yeah. Well, yeah, I really like your idea and I, I'm looking forward to seeing where you take it to the next level. Uh, also, how did you find out about the youth scholarship, like through school or? Yeah, I originally thought it was from a poster I saw, but I think that was something else. I think I found it in, it was like a scholarship bank that my school had um, just because like funding and, and everything. And like, I, I'm really excited about this project, but it takes a lot of resources. It takes a lot of materials. So um, I was really looking for something like this. And I, I'm also, I also really like your mission. I'm really into service. And um, I think, I think it's really great what you guys do. And I was really excited to find it. I was like, wow, I, I like would have never known about this because I live pretty far from you guys. So um, I was just excited that I found it. Yeah, because um, I feel like what sets apart YouthCon is that we try to make it so that um, students can really work on their passions rather than just simply writing an essay. Like they take stuff to the next level and kind of think about it more in detail, which can help them like create passion projects as well for like college and their own interests. Yeah, for sure. Um, so hi, I'm. I was one of the YouthCon leads, uh, I think it was last year. And I think a common thing that I heard from most of the applicants is what you said earlier. And that is they all really wanted to do these projects, but they lacked the resources. Like you said, it takes funding. It takes a lot of logistics uh, support as well. Have you ever like um, done anything like this before in, in relation to you know your passion in robotics and technology? Or is this like a complete first time for you? So um, 
This is, I, I mean, I have a bunch of different prior experiences. One of them is Pop for a Cause, and it's actually a nonprofit organization. It's a 501c3 that I started, and um, we do a lot of fundraising. So when you're talking about resources, we, we originally just started as a fundraising organization. We would sell popcorn, and all the money we would get, we would donate straight to different, like, organizations that are promoting education. It would change every like two months, um, but I would be able to sit down with like the, even some like executives at the nonprofits, be able to talk to them about their mission and make sure that, cause there are a lot of organizations where you donate and it's like 99% is salaries. And it's like not, like not all the money that you're giving is really gonna make that much of an impact. So I think um, that's also advice I have for people like when you're donating or supporting an organization, make sure that like that money will actually be used in the best way. Um, but I think um, through Pop for a Cause and like learning how to budget and materials and, and like all these, all these different things and complexities that come with it, I think it's made me more organized, like realize the value of money and like what you, what you really need. So I think with Pop for a Cause, that, 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 was, that has been a cool prior experience. And then um, also I Dream of Dance. It's another nonprofit organization that I started. And that's actually where this stemmed from. Um, we started, just like I said, Pop for Cause. Oh, I said we started with fundraising and now we're transitioning to more like community-based events. So the same with I Dream of Dance. We started just teaching. It started with a summer program where we taught um, a bunch of kids. They come from low-income areas in the, um, DC area and it was all virtual because of COVID we just started teaching them dance because dance is really inaccessible um, with like all these recital fees competition fees like if you want to take dance to the next level it's expensive so we started just teaching that but now we've grown into more of an education-based organization which is something that I repeated that I'm very passionate about and um a new thing with tech that we started is our iDream course platform. And we create different courses. There's a hip hop one that I did and it's like 50 lessons and we it's like free so anyone can do it. So that's what we're trying to like make it more accessible. So anyone who just like has internet access would be able to access it. So that's how I sort of gauge tech. But then I realized the people who want to engage in the course platform need to have internet access. Like they need to log on. And like, I think it was like two thirds of all children in the U S don't have internet access or in the world, sorry, don't have internet access. So I was like, wait, I'm forgetting about this entire section of people. So when I saw this, I was really thinking about what can I do so that the people who don't have internet access are still able to get an education. And that's, that's how this started. And um, this whole tech aspect was brought in. So that's a very long answer to your question. But yeah, I hope that covered it. It definitely did. Um, I definitely agree. There's so many hobbies and just interests out there that are unfortunately behind walls, uh, whether it be money or just resources that people can't always access. So I think it's really great that you you know, are there. What you do helps break down those walls. And I think I personally, I, I actually wanted to be a, I think uh, I did a robotics club when I was like really young and I was really interested in it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to be a STEM person when I grow up. That's what I thought. I gave up on that. <laughs> but 
I was wondering, and this applies to you know everyone here, uh, our the, our guest. Um, has there been a point where, whether it be with YouthCon or your project, you thought this isn't going to work? I need to change it, or I need to gut it and fix everything, because I think uh, that's something that not a lot of people talk about. Like uh, you, uh, both running YouthCon and both uh, you know. Writing about a、uh, service project is really hard sometimes. So, have you ever thought, like, I need to fix everything? This isn't going right. And how did you get past it? Yeah. So, I also think talking about challenges is so important because sometimes when you look at people who've like accomplished different things, you think that they just like have it. Everything is going great for them, and there's like they it, they've just had it so easy. But really, that's definitely not the case.、Um, I think with this project, this specific project with YouthCon, I've never really had a moment where I was like, "I need to restart everything. Like this is terrible." But I do remember, even in the waiting room, just like hearing different people's projects and what they were presenting, I was like, "Wait, my project? Like, oh, I don't know." It was like this, like. Mental thing. I was like, wait, like I shouldn't be here. Like these people, their their projects are so much better than mine. Like I just like started comparing myself and like I yeah I like I have some anxiety, like some overthinking things. So I think like even that mental challenge was difficult and like especially right before I went in to talk to the judges. But、um, Deanna, Deanna, I don't know if you guys know her. She was in the waiting room and she is so nice. And she literally just helped me through it, and like she like held my hand. It was like the best thing. So I think the reason I mentioned her is、um, I think like having a good support system is really important when you face those challenges and sort of start doubting yourself.、Um, but with this specific project, I think yeah, the mental challenge.、Um, I I'm not. I wasn't really scared of the judges, mainly because I mean I'm I'm pretty comfortable talking to adults. I think I was just scared that, like, what if my project wasn't good enough? Like, what if they don't see the vision? And like, especially because it is tech oriented,、um, they even like they didn't even know some of the judges didn't know what a Raspberry Pi was, and I sort of had to. I went through the whole project, and then at the end, they were like, "Like, what even is that?" And then I had to like sort of explain it, and I was like, "Uh oh, it's like too complex." But turns out it did work, so. Yeah, I think I think just the mental challenge with that one, but I was able to push through it、um, through like having my support and just like remembering that I got this. So I'm glad that you, everything worked out in the end because you got first place. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. I was surprised. Honestly, I was surprised. <laughs> I I got the email and I was like, <laughs> I literally I I kind of walked out and I was like, I don't know how that went. Um, mainly because I thought like my presentation ran over. I was just overthinking everything, but it did work out. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I, that you left a good impression on them. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that like with your project specifically, it's such a it's very technical, and it's hard to explain technical things without you know explaining everything. <laughs> but、uh, yeah, and it's really it's really cool that like despite those challenges, you overcame them. Personally, I have a hard time like explaining those things to people because I just get frustrated. But I'm glad、mm-hmm. that you didn't. Nathan <laughs>、uh, yeah. and Colby, did you guys have any of those moments or challenges 
uh, while you know going through YouthCon? Uh, I couldn't think. I can't think of any challenges that happened relating to that issue, like during YouthCon. But I remember when like I first applied for YouthCon, my I had a project. It was called Financial Literacy Project, and then basically one of the biggest issue was funding, and so. I pretty much knew like then it was like too late to change my like ideas. So I sort of had to like stick with it knowing that there's like this huge hole in my project. I don't th- it's not going to be possible. Like a year later, I started this other project for AXSS. It was the Afghan refugee project. So then basically just using prior knowledge uh, from like my from old experience. I try to make sure to be more prepared. I try to like make sure that um everything is covered, like especially funding stuff. I also, like had a, like a lot of help from other people. And then because of that, like my project came out to be pretty good. Yeah, I think the absolute worst case is, you know, you just use the information you learned while making the project and at a later time. Colby, what about you? Um, For me, I guess one of the challenges I've experienced is like on the day of the YouthCon, it was kind of stressful, just like trying to go through everything, just trying to skate, stay on schedule and such. But then in the end, it was a really fun experience. And then we got to meet a lot of new applicants and they all had very, very good projects, especially yours, Amanda. But yeah, it was it was a pretty fun experience and such. Did you and Nathan watch all the presentation like or um and saw all the presenters? Did you see like a borderline on like what everyone did, their process and all the different projects? Uh I was there for all the presentations. I guess one common thing is that all of them had really, really, really nice presentation, like slideshows. I guess another thing is that most of them all talked really clearly. They're all really well-versed in public speaking and presenting. Yeah, just to add on to that, I think having like some sort of personal stake in your project is definitely meaningful and can take you far because then you care more about it. So having any type of personal connection and being able to introduce that first, I think is really helpful. Yeah, if I would, if I saw like, if how the how confident the presenter is and how connected they feel to their project it would make me feel more like understanding and why they want to do this and why they want to present this project yeah i think although uh it was last year that i ran i helped run youthcon i think years prior i still you know helped out and was there for the oral presentation and i think this year by far is probably like our most confident oral presentation round uh, because before, you know, the nerves get to some people, especially, and it's really hard to, you know, present something you're passionate about in front of a panel of judges who may or may not understand what you're talking about, who have different perspectives. So it's very nerve wracking. I was the uh, interviewer for all the applicants after their oral presentation was done. And I think I also noticed that all of these people were so extremely passionate and connected to their topics. Um, they all had a reason. I, and beforehand, I think I think a part of me was like thinking, oh, some people are just going to be here for the scholarship. And that's fine. That's understandable. But I was kind of amazed at how connected and passionate the applicants were to their, you know, projects. At, at one point, I was like, man, what I'm 17. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> right? In a, in a way that motivated me. And I think that's the purpose of YouthCon is to motivate people so they can, you know, pursue projects of their own. And I think that's really important. So um, speaking about the actual projects and like the passion, what 
were like your expectations for the big in the beginning and how did they kind of compare to the actual outcomes of your presentation and such this could apply to like any of the guests by the way so my expectations if i were like to prepare the more i prepare the more like smooth things would go sometimes like it's just not the case i remember the day before i was i think i spent like around like 6 hours trying to like make sure nothing goes wrong and then i end up sleeping around 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning so i was i was dead tired like even though like you prepare and stuff like multiple factors that you can't control it's okay like as long as you know how to adapt and you don't like you don't fall under like the pressure and stuff it's like you should be fine but yeah it's just like one lesson i learned i think for my project i really believed in my idea I really cared about it. I really had thought about it a lot. And I I believed that it would be impactful, but you know, you can believe something a lot. That doesn't mean other people will. So I didn't expect to win. Like I said, I, I was like a little surprised when I got the email and I was like very pleasantly surprised. I was very excited, but you know, there were a lot of things like it was very high tech. It was, I was trying to make it not confusing it was very challenging to like push it all into 7 minutes long like a 7 minute presentation like i could have been up there for like a half an hour but i had to like make it short so that was a challenge and you know when i was practicing like sometimes it would be over 7 minutes and i was like ooh cuz like i didn't have a timer up there so and then like i think i did end up going over a little bit cuz i had to like cut the questions at the end they were like we just don't have time So I was like, "Oh, I'm not expecting like the most because I like maybe I messed up, like talked for too long or rambled, which you guys can see I I like to talk for a while." So, um I was like, "I don't I don't know what to expect, but I think the outcome that I'm a- I'm actually going to be able to carry this out. I'm so excited. Um I've been talking to a lot of people. One of my mentors, she grew up in Kenya, and I was originally aiming for Kampala, Uganda because I have a bunch of different connections there. but she grew up in Kenya and she has different arts organizations that she's in contact with and I'm going to be meeting with them virtually soon about it so I'm I'm just really excited and I can see that there's like progress being made even now before the summer so yeah I'm I'm just really excited and I think it was expectations and outcome so hopefully I covered that so I guess along the way a lot of the applicants you have to have good skills in um communication and also confidence cuz i guess confidence really ties everything together and um i'm glad that everything's working out great for you amanda um so are there any specific things that you kind of learned from this experience and how did it help you build up your character I think what I learned and what I took away was that I need to be a little more confident. I like I I know you're saying that I am confident and I do present myself that way. But um like I was talking about I was really doubting myself afterwards and I I told my whole family like it went terribly <laughs> and I I thought it did. Um but I think I mean after this interview I'm I also have been applying for other things and I had a bunch of other interviews. And then I think once I saw that I actually I thought I did terrible and then I it went really well I was a lot more confident for my next interviews which which paid off also. 
So I think it really made me realize that um, if you care about something, it will take you a long way. And just like those like cliche things like that, that are really true. So if, if you care about things, it will go a long way. And I think, I don't think like maybe you meant to say this, but I think in the beginning when you were saying like these passion projects for college, I definitely, I don't, yeah, I think that's like something that I really disagree with um, because I think if you're doing a passion project just for college, I think that's just like a motivation that's just like not right. And I think having different motivations, like maybe you're self-motivated, maybe there's a cause that you really care about, that you really want to support. Maybe you're starting a business because you need money to go to college, you need money to support your family. I think like those are sort of like more internal factors. External factors are like, I want to get into, I want to, I mean, like I want to get to this like amazing college or like my parents want me to do this. These like other factors that just aren't sustainable at all and are just like, (laughs) no. So like, I think, I think if you're passionate about it, like personally passionate about it, I don't think like passion projects for college. I just, I don't know. Um, I think working on something because you really care about it is more important and will take you much further. So if anyone's listening, figure out something that you care about, um, not just for some other reason that I don't agree with, but yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Um, that was was my answer. I definitely wasn't trying to tie like passion projects into like specifically college, but it's just very important to like work on what you're interested in, like wholeheartedly, not just for like the title or for the connections that you get from it. And it definitely, I'm not saying it doesn't help. It definitely does help to show that you are hardworking, you are passionate, you have these different skills. It definitely does help, but I don't think it should be the reason why someone does it, if that makes sense. What about you, Nathan Kobe? Where's, what's like the most important thing you've learned in leading this whole youthcon? So I learned that being a lead, I learned it's like okay to be like vulnerable. It's okay to ask others for help. I think that was like one of the biggest thing that I had trouble with. And I, like, I remember if I, since I was, since I'm lean, it's like my responsibility to like, make sure like no one gets involved with these things. Cause like, I don't want to like worry like anyone else. So then, but then like, I realized like, that's not really like the, uh, being like a leader, Be, like being a leader is letting everyone know what's going good, like what's going wrong and how, like, how any, everyone else help you. It's not like, yeah, it's just not a matter of like doing things yourself, but it's just like, like getting others to be involved with you um for me one thing i learned is that if you're a leader the lead for like the scholarship or for anything in general you have to know that you have a certain responsibility that you need to fulfill and that it's a pretty big responsibility and if you fail then they will have pretty big consequences associated with that but just because like they have big consequences doesn't mean you can like chicken out you have to be confident which is a pretty big theme for this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you just have to be confident in your ability. And any like doubt that you have in yourself, it's going to sh- trickle down to the rest of your team. So that's what I learned. Yep. You got to, in order to have a successful like running organization and uh, process in, our, in this UConn, you need to have strong leaders that everyone can follow. And that so the whole thing can run successfully. So 
would you give any advice to people that are leading and are in charge of an organization or uh, event like this? If you're scared of failing, just overthink about everything that could go wrong. So like one of the problems for YouthCon was we kept on going like over time, over time. Yeah. Um, and like, we just weren't following schedule. And so the things we could have done to prevent that was like, we could have added buffers, right? We could have done, yeah, we could have added buffers. We could have had a better timing system. We could have done a lot of better things, but I guess that's just a part of improving, right? You just think about all the mistakes you did and then you just do better next time. So um, I feel like we've covered most of the topics for today, um, but does anyone else have any additional comments or things they just wanna share about? Um, maybe I would say, I definitely encourage people to apply to the one next year, right? Cause there's gonna be another one, the YouthCon scholarship for next year. Um, I think it was, even if you're like, I don't really even know anything about this organization. Like I didn't really know anything. I didn't have any friends that have, had done it or any like connections at all. It was like totally something new that I found. Um, but I mean, I, I'm, I would say I'm a credible source and it went really well so far. So I would definitely encourage people to participate next year. Thank you. You guys were amazing guests. Um, it was very fun talking with all of you and see you next time to the audience. Thank you for bye, tuning guys. in. Bye, bye everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right. Bye. bye.